Well, good evening, Chapel family. It's good to be with you all tonight as we are here remembering what Christ did for us all on Good Friday. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I just want to welcome you once again to our Good Friday service. You know, there's something special and powerful about being together in times of great celebration, like we will be in a few days from now as we celebrate the resurrected Christ. But there's also something powerful, something unifying, and something healing about being together in times of sadness and grief and loss like we're doing tonight as we remember what Christ has done for us. Because lots of times in life, people were big on Easter, and we should be. And sometimes we're small on Good Friday, and we want to skip it over because it's not as nice. The problem that that can create in our lives is that for many of us, for many of you, you may be feeling this tonight, for many of us, life can feel a lot more like Good Friday than it does on Easter. So it's good for us to be here together tonight. You know, when we look over the life of Christ, we see how he modeled things for us. He modeled compassion. He modeled kindness. He modeled a desire to serve others. He showed us what it looked like to have a heart for those who were hurting, a heart for those who were displaced, for the alien. He shows us how to embrace those who are different from us and the outsider, and he shows us how to treat people with compassion and dignity, even if they weren't religious. He changes us as we follow him, and he changes us with his kindness and his compassion. But there's also another thing that Christ did and modeled for us that changes us. And it's something that we don't like to talk about because it's hard. But it's a reality of his life, and it's a reality of your life, and it's a reality of my life. And that is how we handle and walk with God through pain and suffering. If the chapel offered a class on Sunday mornings, one class was God is going to change you with his compassion and kindness, and the other class is God is going to change you through what you suffer, those classes would not be equally attended. We would all choose the first class. But just as Jesus modeled grace and kindness to us, he models how to walk through pain and suffering. So that's what we're going to look at tonight. Listen to our scripture tonight. It's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 44 through 46. It says this. This is Jesus on the cross. The death of Jesus. It is now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. This is God's word. Jesus' last words before he died were, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Other translations say, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And the invitation for us is this, just as Christ committed or entrusted his spirit into the hands of his father in his darkest hour, in his suffering, 
you and I are invited to do the same. So I want to look at these, these words in just a few ways. First, I want to look at what does it even mean to commit our spirits into God's hands? Then I want to look at what actually happens when we entrust our spirits into God's hands. And finally, just look at a few brief characteristics of a person who has committed and who does commit their spirit into God's hands in their darkest hours. So what does it actually mean to commit our spirits or to entrust our spirits into God's hands. You know, as people created by God, we are designed, there's something in us, we are designed to trust. And in a perfect world, that trust would never be broken. People do what they're going to say they're going to do. Promises are kept. Vows are lifelong. We're never betrayed. We'd never be lied to. People who sign with the Yankees stay with the Yankees. And our trust would never be broken. We are designed to trust. And because you know this, because we don't live in our perfect world, our trust gets broken all the time, and it also gets misplaced. That trust needs to go somewhere. It just doesn't go away. You see, we long to perfectly entrust ourselves to someone. And today, probably more than ever, we find ourselves surrounded with lots of places and lots of hands desiring to take our trust. Maybe it's relationships that you've been in, that you've entrusted yourself, the very deepest part of you, over to. Maybe it's a job or a career that you've entrusted yourself, you've turned yourself over to this. Maybe it's other people think about, it's what other people think about you that you've entrusted yourself to. It could be social media that you've turned yourself over to. Instagram, and to your hands, I commit my spirit. We do this. It could be fresh starts. It could be new things. It could be bigger things. It could be better things. It even can be church activities and church things that we even trust ourselves to. We have lots of options and lots of hands willing to take our trust. And not all of them are bad. The problem is that those hands can't fully and finally support us in the deepest parts of who we are in our deepest times of need, because those hands are simply not meant to carry the weight that you and I carry. And maybe when you look over your life, you see a pattern, or one time you've committed the deepest part of yourself to someone or something or hand that has let you down, because those hands didn't promise, didn't produce what they promised, and your trust is broken. You see, when Jesus was on the cross, he took everything that he had, all of him, all that he had to bear, and in his weakest moment, he completely handed himself over into his Father's willing, strong, and capable hands. He recognized what he could not bear alone, and he firmly placed his trust into his Father's outstretched hands, hands that were meant to bear what we cannot. And our suffering, and my suffering, and your suffering, has a way of bringing to light what it is that we truly trust in. Jesus, in his greatest and darkest moment of need, entrusts himself, commits himself to God, and you and I are invited to do the same. See, God's hands are meant to hold what you and I cannot. And what God wants more than anything from us is for us to entrust our spirits, the deepest part of who we are, into his hands. 
So what happens when we do this? What does it look like when we commit our spirits into God's hands? You know, right before COVID really hit a few years ago, I was ordering some spray cleaner for the Chapel Montclair, uh, cleaning up Chapel Kids area and cleaning up the coffee area. And I'm a pretty, um, I'm a pretty granola-y kind of natural guy. Um, I, I wear Birkenstock, so that tells you something. Um, and I was looking up these different cleaners, and I found one that was all natural, 100% safe, and it was marigold-based cleaner, like the flower. So I guess you could spray and clean and then, you know, spray in your mouth if you really wanted to, because it wouldn't hurt you. So I found this, and I put it in my cart, and I didn't order it right away. And it was just in my cart. And then a few, you know, a little bit later, I got the, the thing from Amazon that says, hurry up, there's only three left, order soon. And I fought off that Amazon anxiety and I didn't order it right away and it stayed in my cart. About a week later, a few days later, the pandemic really hit. This was the time of full lockdown phase, like sanitize everything phase, like your oranges and your apples and everything coming into your house phase, like forget the marigold stuff and get me the chemical bleach stuff now. Kill everything on contact. And at that point, the real stuff then became hard to find. And the marigold stuff wasn't flying off the shelf anymore. Here's the point. When we suffer, we need someone, something big, strong, and powerful to reach into the deepest places of our need because that's where the deepest suffering resides in us. This is soul-level deep help that we need. And I'm not saying that when you suffer, that friends, families, counselors, exercise, doctors, or doing other things that we do to help us through pain and suffering are bad at all. Please don't hear me say that. They're not bad. I'm just saying that with that, and if I walk with you through suffering, there are natural limitations and I can only go with you so far. We need someone that went above and beyond who can care for us completely and fully without any limitation. And because Christ was on the cross, he went beyond the bounds of suffering and saw it all the way through, through to death and then through to life, which we celebrate on Sunday. He can fully and finally and perfectly relate to you in your pain and suffering without any human limitations. When we commit our spirits into God's hands, we do not suffer alone because God is with us and we can be united with Christ in our suffering. God tells us in verses that you've probably seen before. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Psalms tell us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. But God didn't just say these things to us. He demonstrated it by sending Jesus for us. He said, I'm not going to just tell them I am with them, but I am going to show them that I am with them in this, in the pain and in the suffering. And we read great verses from Romans like this that say, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, nor pain, nor suffering, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
as we look at Jesus's life, he was not immune to suffering. His entire ministry, all the miracles that he did were in the context of suffering. You can't feed 5,000 people who are not suffering and who are not hungry. You can't heal diseases that people do not have and they're not suffering with. You can't do that. And you definitely cannot raise your friend Lazarus from the dead unless he is actually dead. Jesus was all around and was present in the midst and comfortable in the midst of people who suffered his whole entire life. And at the end of his life, like we celebrate tonight, he didn't just walk around suffering. He walked into suffering. So you and I can be united and close with him in the middle of our suffering. I can promise you that your suffering in life is not going to come in the form of a crucifixion. But your suffering and my suffering in life may feel like a crucifixion. The long, slow pain of loss and grief, betrayal, loneliness that can be with us our whole lives. Parents watching kids go and do their own thing and go their own way. Kids watching parents go their separate ways. There is pain and there is suffering and it's a reality in our life. But as we see on the cross, the greatest gift that God can give us in the midst of our suffering is not to simply remove the suffering from us. And I don't understand this. It's not to remove the suffering from us. But the greatest gift that he can give us in our suffering is his presence. Just like he was with Jesus on the cross. When we commit our spirits into God's hands, just as Jesus did, God promises his presence to be with us and we can be united with Christ. So what are some of the characteristics of a person who commits their spirit into God's hands in the midst of suffering? Can we actually, is this a real thing? Can we actually do this? Yes, it happens all the time and people do it. It's not a one-time thing. It could be sometimes we need to do it daily, hourly, minute by minute, but people do it. And it can change us and make us into different people. Some of the characteristics of a person who has committed and trusted their spirits into God's hands in the middle of darkness are they could be a person who has a deep inner peace. When we commit our spirits into God's hands, we can be a person with deep inner peace. We can, we can know and trust that our lives are fully in God's hands. And it provides us with a deep, unshakable stability and inner peace that can't be taken from us no matter what happens to us. We can be a person with inner peace because you know that your life is trusted into the hands of God. Second, you could be a person when you entrust your lives into, when you entrust your spirit into God's hands. You can be a person who has an outward focus. Sometimes when we suffer, sometimes when I suffer, we can be all consumed with what it is that we're going through. Our situation, our thoughts, our attitude, God, get me out of this. And somehow we turn in on ourselves and we're basically consumed with the suffering that we're going through. But we can be a person going through deep and dark and hard times, but also have an outward focus. One woman who I see model this all the time 
um, she was going through a really difficult time and was in the doctor's office facing a, a potentially very serious cancer diagnosis. And as she committed herself and she committed and trusted her spirit into God's hands and knew that God was right there, united with Christ, right with her as she went through this difficult time, she felt an overwhelming peace within her. And she began to just look around the room and see the people around her and begin to pray for the women who were there for the same reason. And she was a person going through very deep and dark times, but she was still able to be outwardly focused and looking at others. I'm sure you know examples of people like this in your life. Someone you go and you want to help and be with going through a difficult time and you leave them and you feel more refreshed and recharged and you think, what is happening? This is a person who has entrusted their spirits into their father's capable hands. Jesus' words prior to these words on the cross were, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do focused on others the very people putting him on the cross he's saying forgive them he's focused on other people he also tells the thief on the cross right next to him in his other words he says today you will be with me in paradise going through a difficult time when you entrust your spirit into your father's hands you could be a person with inner peace and you could be a person outwardly focused to walk with others through it and finally when you do this, when you entrust your spirit, this is a daily thing. When you entrust your spirit into God's hands, you can be a person with hope for the future. Because of what Jesus suffered and went through for us, and because of what we'll be celebrating on Sunday, we know that one day all suffering will end and we will be brought back to full and new life with God, life with Christ, and it will all be perfect. But more on that Sunday. You know, Chapel family, as we think about Easter, as we think about resurrection, as we think about tombs and Good Friday, I just, there are some stones in our life that only God can roll away. And I can promise you that your stones, and I can't promise you that those stones of suffering in your life are going to be rolled away in three days, three years, 30 years. I, I don't know when they're going to be rolled away or if they will be rolled away. But I can promise you as you face those stones of pain and those stones of suffering, we have a God who is ready and willing and desires for you to trust him in the midst of that, to place everything about you, to place the deepest parts of your soul into his hands and we have a God who promises his presence with us to walk with us through pain and suffering just like he did with Christ on the cross. He promises to be present with us, with you, in our darkest hour, just like he was with Christ on the cross. As a great reminder of God's presence to us and presence with us before he was betrayed, on the night he was betrayed, he, he spent time with his disciples, and he had a last meal with them, and he's had a communion with them. And to remember Christ's great sacrifice for us tonight, we're going to celebrate communion together.